for this podcast along with my co-host here Blake Curry. How's it going Blake? It's going well. It's going well. I'm here. So in case you all are wondering this podcast is just a conversation between us two and just not airing out no dirty laundry or anything. It's just really us talking about how it feels to really be a man in today's society. Not not any not anything like oh as a man you should go do this or any like advice or anything. It's just us really just trying to figure out where do we stand today. And uh so to start this off, let me read this to you, Blake. More than half of all black children lived with one parent in twenty twenty two compared with one in five of white children. Between 1970 to 2022, children living with a single mother has increased among all races by nearly 10%, except among black people, which increased by nearly 20%. Where, where, where is that from? Uh, so I got that information from uh, the juvenile. Hold on, let me see. I, I, got, I, looked it, I just looked it up, too. Uh, da, da, da. The Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention, mm-hmm. and uh, I rec- I recommend everybody to just look up those statistics because they have they have some specific percentages and everything. But I I just did a little summary here, and uh, I used this in a pitch one time before because I just thought this was crazy. Like wow, especially in two thousand and twenty two. But the, but that's besides the point. Uh, the topic of this of this episode is father figures. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say I'm going to start it off like the one thing that I wished I would have heard growing up more from a father figure. Or, well, first off, one, you know, I didn't really know my dad until right. 2016. No, not, not even 2016. I, I knew him, like I knew of him. I knew what his name was. I knew how he looked. But ever since, uh, like, uh, I think I was four or five, he just kind of left. And I didn't really meet the guy until 
my freshman year in college when I believe I called you and said like I just met my dad once more mm-hmm. and uh, like I didn't know how to think about any of that but uh, like but going back to what I'm saying I believe the one thing that I wish I would have heard more that uh, I think a lot of young men should hear more is I'm proud of you mm-hmm and again, I heard I heard that from my grandfather, of course, and I've heard it from my uncles and them, and thought, of course, father people who I viewed as a father figure. Mm-hmm. But come going back home, like when you was with when I was with my mom, mm-hmm. yeah, mom's mom's gonna say I'm proud of you, I love you, and everything, but. I don't know. It's something. It's something a little bit more when you have like both parents that can be that would say like I am proud of you. For sure, for sure. I hear that. I hear that. Uh, especially with your individual case, I think it's it's um, it's disheartening. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I if I'm speaking personally, you know, I grew up in a two-parent household with my mom and my dad um but i knew other individuals that didn't have a father figure in the household but um also i think that i think i mean like it's weird because i'm literally i i can look up i just looked this up like an article i read a while ago that Mm -hmm. talked about like um how the black fatherlessness thing is is a bit of a myth, mm. you know, um, because it sounds like the statistic you read said that like the single mother does have custody over the kids, right. but that doesn't mean that like a father is not like there, completely right. absent, right? Right. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I I it's a it's a it's a weird thing for me. It's it's always been a weird thing for me the that that topic because I I find. I find a lot of vitriolic comments about like the youth today, black mm, youth today. Right. Say it's because the kids are missing their fathers. Yeah, it's indeed. because of the culture. And it's a bunch of like these these sneaky little dog whistles that are not only perpetuated by the black community, but also like white people and other mm. people and other pe- just Americans in general think that, right? Americans mm. in general perpetuate that, you know? Right. Uh, so it's a, it's a weird. It's a weird thing for me to think about. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, me personally, you know, I, my father was there. Right. I mean, no, it, I guess like it, I, it's definitely a weird thing to think about, but like, it, it, like for me, it was that reality I kind of had to face, but no, mm-hmm. you, it also goes to the fact that, like you said, like the black father, like <laughs> the black father is in today, especially in today's youth, in today's age, it's not like they're not there. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, custody, custody battles are still being going are going on mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. and uh, there are even there are even stories where I've heard where black mothers would not even let their would let the fathers even see their children. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot. It, that's that's a that's a great area definitely, because it's just a lot that happens in that. Mm-hmm. But I know for me growing up, it was definitely like like I said, my father wasn't there, so what I had to, what I, I never did have that guidance or that 
information that was to definitely be learned from a father in the house. Mm-hmm. Not not until uh, I had my heart surgery and I moved in with my grandfather, but right. my grandfather is definitely a man of a certain generation, mm-hmm. and me and him do not see eye to eye on on some things. I respect the man, of course. I have love love him to death and everything. But I, he was in the forties, and I was I was coming up in like today's age, in the uh, late nineties, going up into the two thousands. Like right now, I'm definitely exploring more of what is what it means for me to be a man. Mm-hmm. Going and not going against, but definitely contrasting what they had to learn. Of what it means to be a man from yeah. their fathers. Yeah, uh, there was a certain rigidity that came with masculinity uh, that was presented to men uh, back in the day because of, you know. And I don't, I don't want to make grand sweeping statements or whatever. But like, we live in a patriarchal society, right? Mm-hmm. There were things that were set in place by people that did not look like us, mm-hmm. by people that. That, you know, believed completely different things than we believed, right? right. And our grandfathers and our, our fathers abided by those rules just because they were told that they had to, you know? Right. So, I, it's, so when you talk to that older generation and you ask them for advice, they'll give you advice, and I'm speaking generally here, mm-hmm. but, like, they'll give you advice that you feel doesn't necessarily fit, like, you in your puzzle right like yeah. their puzzle pieces do not fit with yours they have like this jumbo sized like children's puzzle piece where we're dealing with something a little bit more nuanced right, right? or at least we're allowing for the nuance to show when we talk about these things right, right. whereas with them it was like boom we have this answer to this thing we're going to use this this is what it is, right? This right. is what men do. Whereas now it's like, well, maybe this isn't as healthy for us to, yeah, exactly. you know, like live by, you know, maybe it's not like, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's not what they're saying isn't as um, sanctimonious as, as, you know, or infallible as we think it is, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And I think that allows us to be, like, our true, true selves. Mm-hmm. Not with the filter of, like, I have to be tough. I have right. to be this. Instead, it's like, no, I'm just going to be me. Right. And if that doesn't align with that, that's fine. Right. I'm and still me. And if I identify as a man, guess what? I'm a man. And right. And, I, and uh, like I said, that's the, that's the point of this podcast. Like, do, do are these quirks or like these yeah. little ticks or things that kind mm-hmm. of push against that idea of what this man of what this man supposed to be mm-hmm. does that not make us a, a man yeah and like and i think and i think uh a lot of people a lot of people say like uh, having a man in the household would definitely teach you how to be a man but I like I I do go back to myself like I didn't learn like I didn't have that man come up and be like this is what you gotta do what you gotta yeah. do no I learned how to be myself yeah by observing this is this is what I was um, I was thinking sorry if I cut you off no 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 go ahead no but like again we live in a page people what people don't understand the people that are saying mm-hmm. things like uh Oh, oh, uh, these people, what they're lacking is a father figure. Mm-hmm. What these people are lacking is male 
uh, energy in the household. Mm. The issue with that is that male energy is everywhere. It's in the in the TV that we can cons- we consume. It's mm. in our politicians. It's it's literally it's it's on the street every day. You know what I mean? Right. What I think that they're they're alluding to, what I hope they're alluding to, is that they feel there isn't a male loving energy in mm. the household. Right. But even then, but even then, even then, like. The patriarchy demands, like, like, and uh, uh, not an outward love. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It has to be a very, like, very, like. It can't be articulated. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not appropriate for it to be articulated. You know? Right. Because even with my dad, you know, he had issues, and uh, with saying, "I love you" directly to me, and it's something that he had to grow into. Mm-hmm. You know. His father didn't say I love you to him like that. Right. His father wasn't saying I'm proud of you just like that, you know, because they were held to a different standard back then. Right. And relationships between men, it couldn't be, uh, like, father to son, mm-hmm. especially back then, couldn't be as loving, you know? Right. Because I guess it, it, it goes back to that tough exterior exactly. that, that, you're, that you're supposed to just, like, maintain. And it's funny you said that because I, I think... Uh, I I I grew up in I grew up in a church um, mm. family and they never is they never said they never had no issue of saying I I love you mm-hmm. but I get but I one thing that I've noticed is that like oh it's it's interesting you they they definitely would say it in church but like outside of that church exterior that mm-hmm. outside of that community it it they take back on this like oh this masculinity thing. Yeah. Now, my grandfather, he definitely said he definitely says I love you. I I think he he had he has years to where mm. he has grown into that. Yeah. But there is still some quirks or some things about him that he's definitely that he's definitely uh like not going to really push against cuz that is not the manly thing, yeah. honestly. Like now it's okay to say now it's okay for a man to say I love you. Mm-hmm. But is it still is it okay for a man to cry? Yeah. Is it okay for a man to express emotions in the in the most appropriate ways and like actually talking to people? Mm-hmm. Or the biggest one is it okay for a man to admit he's wrong and apologize? Mm-hmm. And and that's it's crazy. Is like we that's just a. We attribute that to like being like manly to not apologize to not back down, but that's just being a kind person. Like being a kind person or being a self-aware mm-hmm. and also also just just selfless person, mm-hmm. you know, is is saying I was wrong, I'm sorry, and I love you. You know, like that's that's something that is that's integral to keeping relationships healthy and alive. Mm-hmm. You know, With, and not just relate like like. Um, uh, you know, romantic relationships, but platonic relationships as well. Indeed. Like that's necessary to keep it alive. You know, um, like I say, I love you to my male friends all the time. Right. Like all the time. I say right. to just about all my friends that I, I I care about deeply and greatly because that's how I feel. And hiding one's emotions or stifling one's emotions, and then just operating based out of what. Uh, anger 
uh, and indifference, mm -hmm. that's going to kill you at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Stress is going to bubble up and it's going to kill you. Indeed. You know? And that's a really simple way, unscientific way of putting it. But like that's just how psychologically, you know, it works. Mm -hmm. If you don't let out what is in, mm -hmm. it will poison you. You're right. No, you know? no. and it's funny you said that because like I just going back to like how we was talking about father figures like again i didn't meet my dad until i didn't see my dad once more until 2016 but uh he died in 2020 and i i i it's it's, it's funny when he died i and I, no, i'm not saying like oh i'm happy he's dead or anything but it was it felt such a it was felt like a release mm -hmm. and i know it may come off like oh oh so you're saying you happy no it's mm -hmm. not i'm happy that he died it was the it was just the idea that i blame this man yeah for a lot of things that didn't that didn't really happen in my life like yeah. i like i said i didn't have that i didn't have that in the house so i didn't have that teach me how to drive a car i didn't mm -hmm. have that take me to prom i didn't yeah. have that i didn't i wasn't able to drink beer with my dad or yeah. just have like conversations like hey man the, like no it i didn't have that but but like i said and i blamed him for not giving that to me yeah that was something that i felt like oh I deserved. I wanted. Yeah. I, I, I wanted that type of thing. But after, like now, now that I'm in, I think I was 24. Like now that I'm in my late, late coming into my late 20s, I like I said after he died, it was I just, I just stopped. Like yeah. I could no longer be upset at this guy no more. I yeah. could no longer blame him for my character. Yeah. As I continue walking this earth, mm. and and it is I know you saying like if like that type of anger, the type of that vile, that venom that you just mm -hmm. feel against people in general, just definitely build up and like yeah. it stresses you out. Had I not felt, had I just held this anger or this disdain against him even after he's dead i don't think i would be where i am today honestly mm -hmm. i would just be constantly looking looking at viewing him as an excuse for why mm -hmm. i am in such predicaments yeah i would not have grown into uh, this man that i am still growing into mm -hmm. so uh, no it, it's just funny that you brought that up because I, I, t I told this to everybody like when things truly changed for me was like when he when he died and it was like like uh, I, I look at I look at like some tax papers or like yeah. uh, stuff where they ask like are both your parents living and yeah I and I'm like wow no one of one of my parents is is actually gone and is now and like now that like I like I said now that I've gotten like a little sense of like who he was and like what he has done mm -hmm. and I, I I I do say the one thing that I do regret is 
not truly giving him a chance to like mm-hmm. really reach out and yeah. truly connect with him. Mm-hmm. I I I think I should have I should have definitely at least tried to definitely be a little bit more open because mm-hmm. I, I maybe I would have gotten a li- maybe I would have gotten a little bit more closure. Yeah. But I like that I didn't give her a chance. I at mm-hmm. this point I was just like, yeah, I probably I do not want anything to do with this guy, and therefore I'm going. I am not going to. I'm not going to really entertain him. Mm-hmm. But no stuff like when when folk when folks like that die, when folks like that die when mm-hmm. when. Especially for someone, especially a father figure or an actual father, when someone like that actually leaves, it, it even if despite the relationship you had with them, it really it does hit you like, okay, I didn't know the guy, and like I feel upset that I didn't really get a chance to know him, mm-hmm. whether he was good or bad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, wow. Okay, I looked up a definition here of what a father figure is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And this is Webster's Dictionary. Not not any not any other dictionary. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Urban Dictionary would probably have some completely different. Yeah. But, uh, no, a father figure, as uh, according to Webster, is that is an older man who is respected for his paternal qualities and may be an emotional substitute for a father. Mm-hmm. So in this case, like yes, I had my father, but I had multiple father figures. Yeah. But I will say, the one thing that I found interesting in this definition was, it said an emotional substitute. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I, it, what we were just talking about earlier. Is it truly an emotional substitute if we if if we were trained if they were trained not to show emotions? Well, like again, it's general sweeps. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like you can't just me personally. I had father figures mm-hmm. outside of because at first I grew up in the church too, but mm-hmm. I had father figures outside of the church once mm-hmm. I started doing theater and once I started uh, once I went to uh, college, I started mm-hmm. to experience different cultures mm-hmm. and uh, come into contact with older people that weren't, did not ascribe to any particular ideology, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be taught through the church mm-hmm. or whether it be taught through just society as a whole and mm-hmm. older society and what that, you know, you know uh, 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 held up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these people would give me game in a way that I could understand more, that aligned more with my ideas of mm. the world. Not even my ideas of the world, but my sensibilities. You right. know what I mean? Like my my ethics that I didn't understand yet. I just, it's like you know when something feels bad, Mm-mm. and you know when something feels good. Right. right. You don't. You can't articulate it, but you know. Right. You know. Right. Right. No. And so I finally started to meet people later in my life. I had these father figures in my life later Mm. in in, in integral moments of my life you Mm. know uh that would give me game about things that i never had never even considered you know Mm. of course i still had my dad but my dad again is 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 like 
is a person that's not necessarily hard-hearted, but mm-hmm. is a person that is very, you know, at least when I it's when I was younger, he was very like, like a man's a man. You gotta be a man. Yeah. And it started to soften up as we got older, right? right? Um, but when I really needed it, I met other people that were like, Blake, it's okay. Right. You know? Some of these people, I, I mean, like, some of these people, I disagreed with them on other things, you know? Right. That's when I would go to my dad for certain things. Right. You know? But, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's why I, about the emotional comment, it's like, well, I can't say that I was lacking in my entire life mm-hmm. in that regard because I had other father figures that right. were like, it's okay to look inside and assess that, you right. know? No, no, definitely. I am, like at, like I said, I definitely had multiple, my grandfather and uh, a big, a big one, uh, a big one that I had was my uncles. I, and I, I don't think I, I don't think I really had too many mm-hmm. other ones. Uh, like uh, the only, the only prominent ones that I had was those in my family. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my my uncles, of course. Uh, one particular uncle, uh, definitely who I, it, my uh, cousin, who's literally uh, around the same age as me. He just turned twenty six, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, him definitely. He I spent the night at his house uh, like multiple times because, like I said, my cousin. I was with my cousin at that time. Mm-hmm. I definitely had conversations with him, and like he felt it. He he actually helped me like get ready for prom. Yeah, honestly, and like definitely he definitely kind of stepped in mm-hmm. like as like I he wasn't my dad, but like. He was definitely a father figure. And yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of my other family member, uh, family members who are guys mm-hmm. also viewed him as like, yes, this, he has definitely been a father figure too. Not just me, but like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And even even some even some of my older cousins, honestly, like even though like I believe they're still figuring out like what it is to be uh, a father, but mm-hmm. I'm def- I think they definitely understand like, okay. This is what uh, my dad has done for me. This is what I'm going to do for my children. And right. honestly, I probably going to do the same thing for my little cousins or little siblings. Cause mm-hmm. it it honestly I is more like it it takes it like uh, it goes back to the idea of, of that I heard multiple times. It takes a village to raise mm-hmm. a child. So even though like dad is not there, like if you have an older sibling or exactly. if you have uncles or so, like they're they're going to like pick up the slack in actually guiding you. Mm-hmm. And uh, is I think I like I said I'm grateful for every last one of them who has seen me, who has led me to. Who I am today, and yeah. even and even even now, because like I don't consider my brothers like father figures, like mm-hmm. you or Navelle or mm-hmm. uh, or like my friends who I constantly play on the games with. But mm-hmm. no, uh, like I don't think I I can't say they're fathers, but they're def they definitely have that yeah uh, that that aspect of like they know what is wrong, they know right. what is right. Yeah. And if they see you doing wrong, they're definitely going to be like, hey, mm-hmm. dude, 
you you did this not right. You, yeah. You probably you probably need to cool it or mm-hmm. like change do something different. It's it's interesting because I I guess my idea of a father figure is is a little different because mm-hmm. once you once you get rid of the idea that a father is infallible, mm-hmm. then anybody can be a father figure, no matter the age, right? No matter the age gap. Because there are people that are my age that have gone through things that I will never, will never go through mm-hmm. and that have never gone through, right? Mm-hmm. And can give me game about things that my dad, I my, know my dad couldn't do, you know? My actual dad couldn't do, you know? Uh, or even even people that are, are beyond that person's age, you know, and like there's 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, mm-hmm. that couldn't tell me something that somebody my age has gone through and understands, mm-hmm. right? right? As long as they have come to terms with it. And if they could give me game in a way that isn't like, like uh, 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 toxic, right. you know, then I can, I can take something away from that. Like in ways you have been a father figure to me, in ways Novelle has been a father figure to me. Uh, I mean, most of my friends are, are older than me, mm-hmm. you know, and so I hold them to that regard sometimes. Right. Um, it's actually really crazy. Um, most of my fr- most of my close like my close friends outside of you and Navelle mm-hmm. uh, in in uh, undergrad right. and graduate school have always been older than me, and at least by five or to like seven or eight years, mm-hmm. you know, like. Everybody, everybody, like all the people that I was super tight with mm. were like older than me by at least eight years, you know? Right. Um, yeah, and they could just give me game, you know? This right. this non-toxic game, mm. you know? And if it's like, you know when wrong is wrong and you know when right is right, right. you know? So you'll listen to something that some of them say and you'll be like, yeah. It's like you... Find those people that you can trust. Because in mm-hmm. undergrad, there were some people that were giving me horrible game. Right. Like a horrid game. Right. Like the crew that we would hang around with. Yeah. No, no, you know, I, I definitely people, understand. Yeah, there were people that would align, not necessarily in that crew themselves, but there were crew like people that would like sneak in and whatever. Yeah. And then I, I was super inexperienced in terms of like relationships and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I would ask a lot of people... I'd be like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And they would try to give me this game and they were posturing to be like this, this like, oh, let me tell you what you gotta do. You gotta you right. You gotta make this person jealous. You gotta do this, you gotta yeah. do that. It's like this super toxic game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um that just didn't work, you know? Right. It was stupid oh, and it- misogynistic and filled with that patriarchal bullshit. Yeah. You know? Right. Um it- yeah. No, you, you know, it's funny you it's, it's funny you bring you bring it up cuz like it, it, it like I I would say I I my mom, my mom had had guys, had mm-hmm. guy friends, had boyfriends, had folks who definitely kind of duck and weed out of uh, mm-hmm. out of her life and out of out of my life of course. Yeah. Well, like I've seen folks. And it just and, like they never really tried to spit game at me like oh this is what you gotta do to get the girl and everything i the the thing uh, the thing is i never really had nobody speak to me like oh you need mm-hmm. to do this or that and if i hear that the thing is i turn it off yeah because i never i never liked that and yeah i guess it go it goes it just goes back like i've seen my mother hurt mm-hmm. 
I've seen like what this game mm. does, and right. I like I. If I don't like seeing my, I didn't like seeing my mother like that. I didn't, I, I, I had nothing but a straight disdain for the guy who did that to her. But yeah. the it just go like you said, it was this game that that they were playing. Yeah. And I and to this day, I learned. Like I said, I observed. I learned yeah. from what they did wrong, mm-hmm. in order to not do to my 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 fiance, my yeah. my wife, my soon to be wife. Because I, I don't want I don't want nobody to be hurt like that. Uh, yeah, and honestly, that's my issue with a lot of like you know, a lot of commentary that's happening right now, mm-hmm. which is all about like, it, it's it's about like these guys that do what we're doing here, mm-hmm. and then they'll talk about you know, women in this way. That's mm-hmm. like it is a game, and they are exploitable. And this is what you can do to exploit them so that you're the alpha, like you're the top Mm -hmm. dog, you know? That's something that I think that, like, if you're talking about being a man today in America, not only America, but, like, you know, the the world, Mm. but you you have to mention that there's a lot of vitriol coming from a certain side of of the internet Mm -hmm. in society that's like, it is a game. This is what you need to be to be a real man, right. and this is what you need to do to dominate. Right, and that standard, I feel, is so like nobody, nobody can ever be that the standard that they set right for themselves. Oh, you know? oh no one can ever be that unless they're lying to you. You mm-hmm. know, um, if they seem to be that, I mean, they're lying to you. You right. know. Um, or if they say that they're lying to you, indeed. Yeah, I mean no, it, no, and I, I guess like you said, especially in today's media, it what, something that I have noticed now is that it's a lot of women who entertain it as well. Mm-hmm. And now they in like I guess like I, I I don't know if this is something they just if they have experienced or so, but mm-hmm. now they they started adding on to right that li- to yeah. that list to that idea of like mm-hmm. oh this is what. A man is supposed to be, yeah. especially like, especially if uh, I get and I heard them. Especially if one want, if they want to be married yeah. to this guy, if they are planning on having children by mm-hmm. this guy, like no, you have to meet these certain standards that right. stem, that stems that stems and, back to back then, like our grandfathers, our grandfathers' mm-hmm. fathers, like back then. And and let me be clear, I understand standards, mm-hmm. right? I understand standards of having a partner mm-hmm. like and, and being selective about who you choose as a partner right mm-hmm. I get that but when the standards are based in patriarchy mm-hmm. when they're based in ideas that have been established by again people that don't look like us and don't care about us mm-hmm. then I then I start to have a problem because I'm like I'm not gonna meet your standards if you want somebody that's like like let me talk i was about to say physical attributes let me talk about like like emotional attributes if you want somebody that doesn't cry mm-hmm. you know what i mean if you want somebody that that doesn't talk about their feelings mm-hmm. if you want somebody that that refuses to you know if you want somebody that like always pays for your stuff always go you know what i'm saying yeah. if that's what you want cool right i'm not going to judge but like i'm not going to be that because right. I believe in 
autonomy, you know? Right. I believe in women having their own sense of autonomy, right. you know? And I feel like those guys that, that, um, that, uh, speak for their their partner mm. or 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 buy everything for their partner mm. or or um are not emotional refuse mm. to talk to their partner about their things right. and i'm setting up a, a crazy hypothetical here right but right. like you know this is what it is right. uh, like like i don't know if you want that mm. then yeah, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. I mean, no, no, no. I no, I hear I you I hear what you were saying. Like I there's definitely there's definitely some there's definitely some woman's standard. There is somebody's standards yeah. as well. And like if they like again, if that is something that they want, then mm-hmm. uh, kudos to you. But like like you said, I, that's that's not It's not me. something I can be. Yeah. yeah, that's not something I can be and yeah. that's not something that I want to be. Yeah. And I and I don't think I don't. I don't think like that. That shouldn't be something that every man should be, try to be. Honestly. Right. And let's like, be clear. It's not. Men are not being that no. because women want it. Mm. Right. That's. That has nothing to do with that. Right. Men want it because of the patriarchy and what they think mm. comes along with being that. Yeah, indeed. What comes along with attempting to be that is you looking like a asshole. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Like, if you're aiming to be somebody that doesn't care about somebody's emotions, Mm -hmm. holds their emotions to themselves, refuses to talk about certain things, refuses to admit that they're wrong, you know, if you want to be that and aspire to be that, then you're not a kind person. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I I just think that the, the idea of what being a man is, is so malleable. I think it's so amorphous. And I think that it's... It's impossible to pin down with attributes, and I think that there are there is a force right now that wants to hold down what manhood is mm. and make it something rigid mm. and nasty because simplicity is what you know makes sense. Right. When there's nuance, doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. You know. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, so I is uh, I think you stated this before because uh, I I never I never th- I never thought you viewed me as a father figure. I always thought I was a good friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it especially people are especially people who are just a little bit a couple of years older. But mm-hmm. I guess in this case, older siblings are definitely. Yeah. Considered, it's an amalgam effect, mm. right? It's not just that I see you as a father figure, mm. right? It's like you say things that I listen to, mm. and even though it doesn't seem like because I give you a lot of I give you a lot of crap, right? Oh. Like no, I there are certain things that you say that I'm like, hmm, that is a brilliant point, and I'm going to write that down. I'm going to keep mm. that in my handy notebook, you know. Right. Uh, but you're also a brother to me. Right. You're also a best friend to me. Right. You know? You're also like I, I don't know, like a like a a Naruto Sasuke kind of thing, right. you know, going on. Like it's like I want to see you win, 
but at the same time, if you're winning, I want to win right along with you. Indeed. Like, don't get it, don't get it twisted. We're in this together. together right. You know? Right. And um, I, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I get is there's definitely a lack of like, oh, we are in this together right. type of mentality. Right. Uh, especially uh, even in the, even in the same household, like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm still gonna be over you. Exactly. Like no matter exactly. what, like, because I think. It's it's funny like it's some parents who really don't who really try to put their successes onto mm-hmm. their children. No, yeah. No, not not even their successes, but like what I couldn't be in mm-hmm. my in my heyday at your age. I want you to be. Right. I want you to carry on. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair. No, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's and it, it comes from like you know the insecurities of that. You're right. That parent. So, Right is so like insecurities like insecurities are definitely being passed on like right. I I couldn't I couldn't succeed and like yeah it, like I want my I want my children to succeed but do not base your success off of mine do yeah. not uh, I do not want you to do what I do not want you to find success in my success mm-hmm. find your own success do what you need to do to yeah. be successful. Not not what I not, don't follow my dreams. Follow your dreams. Follow mm-hmm. your ideas. Do not like I'm. I'm going to guide you as much as possible. But you are indeed an individual that you have to think a certain way. Because once I leave, yeah. Once I leave, once like, any like anybody, once we all leave and whoever mm-hmm. is left behind, they have to go on this journey by themselves alone. Right. And uh. It go like like the I think that's something that I definitely view the father figure as, especially now that mm-hmm. you say it say as well. Someone who's definitely going to give you some advice. Not, yeah. not everything is not going to be a hundred percent like oh yes mm-hmm. I'm going to listen and be like yes this is happy and good and all. No, it's going to be some keywords or some sentences that they're going to say that you're going to hold on to the rest of the life until yeah. they're gone. Yeah, and I was just I was just thinking about this like. I, I kind of had this issue uh, growing up because I again didn't really have too much of a father of a ho- uh, father of a, a father in the household, mm-hmm. but I was the oldest sibling. Right. And one thing that I had a problem with that I definitely that and I did okay. Going into this, I will say I love my mother. I definitely. Have nothing against her. I respect her wholeheartedly. She did what she could to make sure me and my siblings mm-hmm. had everything that we needed, mm-hmm. even some things that we wanted. Yeah. But the one thing that she definitely could not teach me was how to be a man. She mm-hmm. t- could not teach me how to be an older sibling since she was, right. <laughs> she herself was actually a young, the youngest sibling. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't, I was not able to learn that yeah. and. The one thing that she, the one thing that was always thrown around was like, you are the, uh, if, if, uh, my brothers or sisters did something and like they got in trouble and they was like, and she said, like, but Daniel, why didn't you do anything about it? Was I supposed to do something about it? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're the oldest mm-hmm. because you're the oldest. Yeah. And like, what does that mean? Yeah. I, I think that's getting into something deeper too because I don't think that's a, a, a thing of her. Being like someone that's unfit to teach manhood, mm. right, and manliness, which I think that for me again, I think that's such an amorphous thing. I mm. think it's possible right, right. 
impossible to pin it down. Right. By I, I really do. Right. But like I, I think that's more of a thing that like adults mm. in general expect kids to mm. know certain things. Right. Because they've lived knowing those things for so long. Mm. How could a functioning child at this point that mm. can speak and yada yada and goes to school not know those things? Right. Right? I think that has something to. I think that has something to do with it, mm. and like I, I'm really careful about what I say because it's like I'm not an expert, but that's right. what I think it is. Right? No, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, not, I'm definitely not an expert. It's, these these are just experiences, honestly. Because right. I think it's funny you say that because like no, I. I do, I do. Like I said, she did her best as a single exactly, parent, yeah. and there kudos to her as well. But like, I just know like there there were times where she where she did say, "Hey, mm. be a man." Mm. Again, not too many men in the household. What does right. that mean? Exactly. How, how I mean, what what do you, what does she think that means? I mean, this is something that would be told to me mm. by male figures mm. in my life. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they would tell me this in my life, and I wouldn't know what it meant, mm. and it would come in response to my crying or would come in response to my being like i, I don't know if i want to do a certain thing mm. or or fear you know what i mean right. these natural reactions to certain things right mm. in some cases you know if you're a child i i get it you know mm. what i'm saying uh, but like um the like i would get those responses sometimes and again i think it's something so amorphous and i think that it's something only you, as an individual, can figure out for yourself. Now, you can take that moment, and you can take it to mean what they mean it to mean, mm. which is, don't cry. Mm. Don't be afraid. Be brave. Even in situations where I shouldn't be brave, I should be scared. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I should be scared. Right. And it's taking, like, a, a, okay, I'm the big man now. I am man now. I feel nothing, you know, right. in response to that. Or you can take it and look at it as it is. Mm. Why? Ask yourself, like, why would she say that to you? In right. That moment? Why would they say that to uh, to you in that moment? Mm. Is it a reflection of insecurity on themselves? Mm. In themselves? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Are they projecting something onto you mm -hmm. that's like, that's like, that has nothing to do with your being or your beliefs. Mm -hmm. And as a child, you don't know. You know right. what I mean? You don't know them. But as you, like, for example, with me, I knew that I, I'm, I'm a crybaby. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I've been a crybaby since I was a baby, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and my dad kept, like, trying to, like, be like, stop crying, stop crying, stop crying. Mm -hmm. And I tried. I really tried. But the way I work... As a man, mm -hmm. as a person that identifies as a man, right. is that I cry. So guess what? I'm a man who cries. Mm -hmm. You know, I I'll be a man. I'll do what you say. I'll do what you say. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna be a man that does uh, uh, what he believes in, right. and allows myself the 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 luxury of of feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's what I think. Okay, that's interesting because I definitely, I guess for me at that age when she told me that mm -hmm. I took I I didn't took it I didn't took it as it is yeah. I took it as like an adjustment like hey don't cry 
be strong. Like, like my my siblings, yeah. my, uh, a conversation I uh, my siblings had, they they said like I never really came off as a big brother. I always mm-hmm. came off as like someone who was trying to be their dad. Mm-hmm. And like when they said that, I they uh, my my uh, my younger brother he he said well like. I didn't have a choice because I mm-hmm. didn't know what any of that meant. And since we didn't have our dads in the house, I, m- me being that young boy, went through a mental cycle. Uh, went to a went through a mental cycle of like, okay, what did she mean? What did she mean that I had to do this? What did she mean I had to be this way? So I took it as like the most toxic masculine way and being like, hey, no, listen to me. Do this. Don't do that. Yeah, we're gonna get in trouble, boy. It, yeah, like that. Yeah, so that that was that, and I I don't think that was my intention, mm-hmm. especially especially since, like I said, I that was something that me being as young as I was, yeah, that was something that I just I just thought what right. she meant. Like this is what she meant. This is what she's seen. This is mm-hmm. what she wants. And now, but now that I got, but now that I've gotten older and like. I, I can actually have cordial conversations with my siblings instead of trying to uh, instead of trying to talk at them. Yeah. Like like oh like they better do this they better do yeah. that like I, like some I guess some parents are still kind of do today as mm-hmm. well. Is I now actually talk to them and actually try to get an understanding of them and they do the same with me. We actually have that relationship now where we can actually talk and understand. Yeah. Versus. I guess if I, I guess if I, especially if I was that young and I was looking for that, and no, you go ahead. No, uh, if I was to sit there and have a conversation like that with my, uh, have something like that with my father or with my grandfather in this case, it wouldn't be more. It wouldn't be more of a conversation like, okay, this is how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? Like what is what is your thought process now? It would be more like, well, this is what I did back in the day. Therefore, this is like I'm giving you a solution to your problem, mm-hmm. or like you better do this in order to come out like this. Mm-hmm. So, and I that would like as I was growing up, that was that that was that projection that I took out on. My, on, on my own siblings mm-hmm. and there were even times where like I wanted to get away from from it because I uh, they, they would tell you like I always went to spend a night with my grandmother and mm-hmm. I always left the house I was barely at home during the weekends mm-hmm. because I didn't want to take that responsibility of like oh these these are my yeah my sip uh, these are my siblings but like they're their own people yeah I what do I they they're not gonna listen to me. Yeah. They what what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And then like when she, when she hits you like you you supposed to be the big brother you supposed to be you supposed to be the man of the house. Mm-hmm. You know what to do, take care of it. Yeah. And I that 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 definitely correlate that definitely goes hand in hand as yeah. far as. When, when she said that being the oldest and not, not having a dad in the house, mm-hmm. being you are now the man of the house, right? And uh, 
Yeah. It that that, that was that was just that was just a struggle that I mm. that I just had that honestly I that I'm really getting over getting over right. uh, now. Mm. Now especially now that I am in this in this like comfortable state of being. Mm-hmm. I get my master's degree. I'm in I, I'm in we are in residing in Chicago. Right. Uh, doing really chasing what we want to do, and now I think we seeing our successes, seeing us chase our dreams, has inspired people mm-hmm. even back home, back home to do exactly that the same true. thing. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I I mean, I was a middle child, so mm. I mean, I had still had some of that because again, I was, you know. Uh, older than two of the other ones there there were five of us and um yeah i didn't get that as much i still felt the responsibility sometimes like i taught my sister how to ride a bike you know uh i taught her a few other things um how to healy uh we were super super close when we were younger but then when uh the younger my youngest brother came along i kind of changed she became his you know um um guider you know because there are certain things that parents can't do you know right there's certain things that they can't do they can't there are certain things that kids don't tell parents Mm. but they tell their siblings oh definitely you know um yeah, and we were all there for each other in in a way. I mean, mm. don't get me wrong; we would get on each other's last nerves. I mean, yeah, that's but, that's what siblings do. Yeah, but like, yeah. No, I I know I definitely understand that because like till this day, I I think we still me and my siblings we still get it on each other's last nerves, but mm. it's it's out of love honestly because it's more of it's more of a joke type situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, but if like if one of them do need to get something off their chest that they do need someone to talk to or so mm-hmm. I do let them know like hey I am here to talk I am like yeah. I, I mean I'm, I may not know what you're going through mm-hmm. but I'm here I'm a I'm an open ear yeah I'm get, okay <laughs> all right I'm getting sleepy it's very <laughs> warm very warm right now oh my gosh yeah I'm getting sleepy so I don't know if I can talk about this very much. <laughs> I mean, no, we we could we could definitely probably cut here because cool. I think I, we I think we. This is about an hour. Yeah, honestly, and yeah. I think I've I've learned a little bit more about you in some yeah. cases than yeah, uh, yeah. than I think Likewise. we normally do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you ever just want to come over and have a beer and talk. Just let me know. Right. Because I'm there. Right. You don't even have to record it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, for real, for real. No, definitely. And I and I think that's how we're just going to end this podcast. Like, and just inspire conversations. That you, you, all don't need, you all don't need to go record a podcast or anything. Mm-hmm. Just get out there and talk. Yeah. This, yeah. this isn't something that, like, we're doing just... Like, this is something Davier has wanted to do for years, mm. you know, and we just so happen to be doing it now. 
Um, this wasn't just like an off the cuff. We want to have a deep conversation. And men only should have com- only should have deep conversations uh, when recording. No, it's something that he's wanted to do for years. No, no, because I I think yeah I've said like I want I've wanted us to do a podcast since like years since like we was playing games since we were playing on the PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. and I we kept saying like yeah 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 okay but now um. And um, I know this has been, but I'm I'm gonna be a man of my word, and like I'm going to do what I said I'm gonna do now. Bring your microphone. Bring it to Memphis. Okay. And I, we'll go to Nashville. I'm, I'll drive. Okay. Then we de- then I definitely will. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Cause uh, I and yeah, I definitely want to bring more than just us two on here. Cause mm-hmm. I know we get we get a lot of friends who can definitely put in some inputs on this as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and definitely just just definitely get get a night get a nice little thing out here actually start conversations mm-hmm. well that's it for am i manning everybody see you uh i say we can probably do this once a month yeah, I'm yeah. all right podcast out see you